Can you avoid burnout by focusing on eating right food? Our guest Jennifer Temen is going to share how she's able to do that exactly for herself and many others. She's going to share some simple tips to help you use nutrition for your brain's health and cognitive performance. Would you like to learn those simple tips that you can apply easily right away? Then stay tuned. You're watching Happy and Healthy Mind program episode 89 where our guest Jennifer Temen is talking about how to optimize nutrition for your brain health and cognitive performance. Jennifer Temen is a former cancer immunotherapy researcher turned whole food advocate. Through her health food agency, she loves to help others understand how to prevent disease and feel good now while providing simple yet effective programs and solutions focusing on getting more fruits and vegetables into their diets. And I'm your host, Dr. Rosina Lakani. I help high achievers stop burnout without quitting. I'm a keynote speaker, corporate consultant, author, coach, and an integrative psychiatrist. I believe that your mind is the software that runs the hardware of your brain and your body. Therefore, I share practical tips for your mental fitness. If you need specific medical advice, please consult your healthcare professional. And if you find this content helpful, then join our mission by liking, subscribing, and sharing so more people can build mental resilience to avoid stress, burnout, and other mental challenges. If you're joining us live, please share in the chat where you're watching from. And if you'd like to ask questions, please feel free to add those in the comments. So let's learn from our guest. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I love this topic. So I hope our audience would also love and enjoy what you have to share. So first tell me, how did this topic become important in your life? Well, I know that a lot of the people you talk to are women and I'm guessing a big percentage of them are moms. So you'll be able to feel me on this. The dragging yourself out of bed in the morning, the just being tired, the racing thoughts, the all the things that come with being a high performing woman and just that exhaustion. And I was like, there has to be a better way. And I exercised and I ate pretty, I thought I ate pretty well. I should say I thought I ate pretty well. Um, but I just, at the end of the day, had nothing left. And sometimes I had nothing left for myself. Sometimes I had nothing left for my family. And so I found some really cool things that also hit me as a scientist in a good way that made me feel good and safe about what I was doing that really gave me the ability to wake up before my alarm clock went off. That gave me the stamina to go out throughout the day without 16 cups of coffee, which is not great for you anyway. And it gave me the ability to have something left at the end of the day so that I could do some self-care or I could be with my family. And it just really opened up a whole nother way of treating my body. Wonderful. So I, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be able to relate to that. And so before we jump into some of the tips that helped you, how did the life change after you applied some of the, these tools? I think life changed. Actually, it changed in a really big way. And a lot of it had to do with my capacity to, to do what I wanted to get done. I didn't have that to-do list left at the end of the day where I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't get this done. Now, 
I'm able to have the energy and the bandwidth to get my to-do list finished. And maybe even sometimes a little extra time left over, which I know we all want to create more time. Wouldn't that be dream? Yeah. Right? I know. Um, it also gave me just a sense of, of peace and well-being. And I know that life has seasons and it has ups and downs, but when you can have a better sense of peace and well-being in your side, your own mind and own brain, that you're doing what you need to do to support yourself, it just takes that much stress off your brain. And my whole family can notice a difference in my attitude. Mom, you're happier. You know, you're calmer. And that's what you always want to hear from your family. Correct. Correct. Well, we'd love to do that. I would love to hear more <laughs> tips about that too. So can you share some of those things that you applied in your life? Yeah. And you did a great job of introducing me because I really am passionate about prevention, but I'm also passionate about feeling good right now. Like what can you do for yourself right now? And I focus on food especially the realm of getting enough nutrients into your body so that your brain, your digestive system, all your systems can work well. So one of the main things that I focus on that you can do is, is the food you're eating serving you? Are you eating on purpose? Are you eating on purpose for your brain health? Are you eating on purpose for your gut health? And I'm sure Dr. Rosina, you've talked about the gut brain connection many times on your show, but if your gut health is working right, your brain health is going to be that much better. And so a few tips that I like to give people is focus on, on what you're eating, not just eating to keep your blood sugar steady, which is also going to help with mental clarity, but are you eating nutritious foods? Are you eating nutrient dense foods? And a lot of that comes from a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. How many colors a day are you eating? How many colors are on your plate? Are they fully ripened or were they picked eight weeks ago and shipped from another country? You know, how much nutrition is in that? So being cognizant. And I, let me just kind of stop you over there because, you know, you're bringing up a very important point over here that many times we we eat the food that has been imported from you know far away. And so it has been either processed to keep fresh or they have kind of lost it, lost nutrition. So how can we ensure? Because when I go to the grocery store, I don't know where the food is coming from. So how do you keep track of how nutritious the food is that you're eating? Well, and that is a trick. I mean, truly buying local. If, if you live in a place where there's farmer's markets during the summer, springtime, if you have like cooperative grocery stores that are near you, you're getting something that's going to be picked closer to the peak of ripeness, which is when all the nutrients are developed in the plant that you happen to be eating, but also frozen. You know, some people think, oh, I'm buying something processed if it's frozen. No, a lot of that produce was able to grow longer, therefore able to develop more nutrition. And then it's flash frozen, not long after it's picked or almost immediately. And so getting frozen fruits and vegetables can be just as beneficial um, to you as, as fresh if you, if you, you know, play the game right. <laughs> that is wonderful because I, you know, I didn't think about that, that the fresh, the fruit that is frozen is usually frozen at the right time when they're like, you know, at their best state. So that is interesting. The other thing that you mentioned, as you were mentioning, was eat nutritious food for both your gut health and your brain health. And yes, we did one program called Food for Your Good Mood. And when we were talking with Dr. Uma Naidu, and so we were talking about that these fruits, these, there are certain foods 
that are important for brain health. And then if you don't use them, then the brain does not produce certain, you know, neurotransmitters that are necessary for maintaining a mood. But you also mentioned about the gut health. We discussed that in past program too, but can you remind us some of the things in terms of how the gut health is associated with brain health and how can we use the food to improve that or what kind of foods help us? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about gut health and when we say that we're talking about the millions of bacteria and, and sometimes protozoa, sometimes fungi, sometimes other things that we, you know, don't parasites that we don't want in there, but we're talking about all those non-human cells that are in our gut that help us digest food. They even digest their own food, which we call prebiotics um, to make things that, that we can't make from food. So they, it's a real symbiotic relationship. However, so there are good bacteria in our, our yeah. gut means are in our digestive system yes. that actually produce material that is necessary for our body. Absolutely. 100%. Mm. And the issues come is when we aren't feeding the good guys, if you mm -hmm. will, the helpful bacteria, if you're not mm -hmm. feeding them the right amounts of food and, or the right kinds of food, and you're feeding the unhelpful bacteria, more of that, then you become off dysbiosis, right? You have gut health issues, you have leaky gut, you have colitis, you have other things that are going on. So we want to focus on feeding the good guys and maybe even starving the bad guys. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for a lot of people, the food that's easy and convenient and sometimes even tasty is stuff that's going to feed the, the unhelpful bacteria, fruits, mm -hmm. vegetables, you know, legumes, nuts, seeds, all of those whole foods are what feed the good guys. Mm. That is very interesting. Let me ask the audience at this time, how many people that are listening actually knew about having good bacteria in our bodies? Because most of the time when you say bacteria, you think about the bad guys or bad bacteria that cause infection. So with the with a lot of awareness going on, a lot of people are coming to know about the good bacteria in our body. But I really wanted to check did you know about the good and bad bacteria in the body? Please go ahead and answer in the comment section. Let's continue. So there are good bacteria and there are bad bacteria. Where are these bacteria coming from? Well, initially it comes from your mom, like when you're born, right? Your gut health is seeded through the birth process. Um, unfortunately, with cesarean sections, you don't get that as much. Um, there are some things in place now where you might be able to help seed your baby. And then over life, it comes from being in your environment, eating fruits and vegetables, playing in the dirt, unfortunately, picking your nose, you know, playing with other people. We get bacteria transfer by being in community with people, which again, like you said, we think of the bad bacteria transfer, but there's good bacteria transfer too that happens. And that's important because all of a lot of our neurotransmitters, especially like serotonin, you know, the happy ones, they come from our gut. Most, most of it comes from our gut. So you want to get your gut health right and your brain health will be improved for sure. Well, like, you know, even, even the serotonin kind of is formed, but the, all the neurotransmitters, they need the nutrition that comes from the food that we mm -hmm. eat. So whether it's dopamine or norepinephrine or serotonin or other neurotransmitters, all our cells, our brain cells, construct, you know, build up of development of like, you know, there are cells constantly dying and new cells are forming. Mm -hmm. All those activities of body, activity of life needs nutrition. So nutrition plays a big role in functioning of 
the whole body and mind. And so you were talking about, like, you know, you started saying that first tip was to eat nutritious food, mm-hmm. food that are nutrition heavy rather than empty calories. Any further point about that? Or you would like to share the next point? Well, I think it's important to know how much of it we need to eat because it's not just, it's not just, it's not just quality, which is the nutrient density, but it's the quantity. And so we're in this place because our food nutritional value has decreased for a lot of reasons and our toxicity has increased. We need more. It used to be three a day and then it was five a day and then it's nine to 13 servings. And now the FDA is like more matters. They don't even give you a number. They're just more right? Because more of fruits and vegetables, more, mean. more fruits and vegetables. Absolutely. Not so, more of food because you don't want to go <laughs> obesity, eat more food. No, eat more vegetables and fruit. Okay. All right. talking, yeah. Fruits and vegetables. And, you know, there are some tools that when people can't eat enough, they turn to vitamin supplements, which are not proven to honestly do anything for prevention or disease um, control for the most part. So it's trying to figure out how do we get more food-based nutrients in our body? And that's one of the things that I specialize in. Okay. Wonderful. The vitamins have their own role. Like, so if there's a certain amount of vitamin deficiency, we use them in appropriate manner, but, um, anything that we can get from food is always better. So what other things our audience can apply or use to improve their, nutrition that would help them improve their cognition or thinking power. Well, and I think it's always easier to add things than to take away, but we do have to talk about things we can reduce in our diets that will help with, with brain fog and, and mental clarity. And so things like, unfortunately, gluten and dairy processed, processed anything, processed fats, processed, overly processed proteins and um, processed sugars all of those things affect your gut health, but they also affect your brain health and brain fog to a huge degree. We see it a lot in our children. Children, we see it right away, right? You give them too much processed sugar or a bunch of junk food and they they can't function. They can't focus. Same for adults. We need to be really cognizant of what we're putting in our bodies from a additive effect, the good stuff, but also what can we minimize or even cut out altogether to see how it affects us. So let me understand, how does processed protein or processed uh, food or or excessive sugar, how does it cause fogginess? Like what's the the mechanism behind it? That is a a little bit of a tough one, but a lot of it has to do with what happens with your blood sugar and it has to do how how fast the sugars get into your brain because not everything can cross the blood-brain barrier. But a lot of it has to do with what's happening in your gut in terms of those neurotransmitters being produced. So if you're not feeding those good guys, the good guys aren't going to be able to support a lot of production of those neurotransmitters, which can lead to brain fog. So when you are taking a lot of simple sugars, it increases your blood sugar level? It, it, you want your blood sugar level to go up when you eat. Like we, our brains are carbohydrate magnets, like our brains need carbohydrates. But if, if you're eating a scone and a you know, soda pop for breakfast, your blood sugar is going to spike and you're not going to be able to think clearly. And then it's going to crash. And then you really can't think clearly. Think totally hangry all the time. You know, when you go to the grocery store hungry, you buy everything on the shelf because you're not thinking with your cognitive brain. You're thinking with, with your enteric brain. Your enteric brain is hungry. It's not being fed fiber. You need fiber to slow the sugars going into your blood. And fiber comes from fruits and vegetables, truly. 
Wonderful. So there's sugar also comes from fruit and vegetable, but because of that fiber and the natural form of the sugar, the blood sugars don't go that much high fast and they don't crash that fast. And that's why the brain is able to function better. Yes. Wonderful. All right. So what else? So like, you know, if I can count for my audience, one, eat more fruits and vegetables. That's kind of simple. Everybody knows about it, but we're kind of emphasizing how that helps. So one was that it helps your good bacteria that produces more chemicals that helps your brain and body to function better, avoid processed food. And so that it does not cause that too much fast up and too much fast down that causes the brain fog. What else can people do to improve their their memory, their thinking power, their stress resilience? Well, there's there's lots of things you can do. But if we're focusing on food and what you can do through food, it's it's also making sure you're getting what your brain needs, like omega fatty acids. It's very important for your for your I call it your communication cells, your eye health, brain health, heart health. Those are all communication organs and they, they need to have healthy cells and omega fatty acids are a huge part of that communication network and keeping your cells healthy. I think it's important to try to get them from plant-based sources personally, because you're also getting all the other nutrients that come with it and none of the toxicity. I know that people talk about getting omegas from fish. I don't know if you know this, maybe you could pop it in the chat. Did you know fish don't make omegas? Hmm. Most people think that they do, but fish get omegas from the algae that they eat, which Mm -hmm. is a plant. And so if you can skip the fish and go straight to the plant source, you're going to be better off and it's more sustainable for the environment. (laughs) So can you give us some suggestion of what foods are high in Mm omega-3s? I mean, and fish are high on omega-3s because they eat algae, Mm -hmm. but also flax and flat seed oils, Mm -hmm. um, other seeds, a lot of seeds have a lot of high in omegas, fatty acids. Um, You can get straight up algal oil. It doesn't taste very good, but you can. You can also find vegan omegas over um, that you can buy, which is what I prefer to do. Um, because I think you can get a, a wider variety of omegas supplementation through that because nobody can eat enough fish. It's not that good for you <laughs> to eat that much fish. So tell me again what people can buy for the supplementation. I didn't right. catch it properly. Oh, so you can you can buy flax oils and flax seed ground up. Um, you can buy algal oil. Um, I personally like this plant-based omega made by the juice plus company. I recommend it to all my clients because of the research and the cleanliness and the fact that it comes from algal oil and cold pressed seed oils. So you're getting a full spectrum omega supplement. So can you uh, specify again from which brand and what name and how to get it? Yeah. So the juice plus brand is my favorite for omega fatty acids. The juice plus brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's it's, and you can, you can get it from me. I know you're going to share my link later, but you can contact me or you can just go to the Juice Plus website and order it for yourself. And what should they order? The Omega. It's just, they're called Juice Plus Omegas. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that is one source of Omega-3s, which are known to improve depression. It is known to help with brain health. It is known to help heart health. And I did not know it also helps with the eye health, you said? Yeah. Right. That's wonderful. All right. So that people can work on. What else can they do? I think making sure, I mean, supplementation is necessary. It just is. And so making sure that one, you're keeping it simple because we all have complex, busy lives is important. 
but also making sure you're getting the right things. If you're going to spend your money and your time, make sure you're getting the right things. So minimally, I recommend you get or getting some omega supplements, vitamin D, and then a whole food based system of supplementation. I'm not going to say vitamins because like Dr. Rosina said, there are certain cases where if you're really deficient, you might need to take something. But if you can find whole food supplementation, that is the way to go. And so I, I also recommend the, the plant powders made by the Juice Plus company because they're researched for the last 25 years. And as a scientist, I love the fact that I can stand behind that. And they're the cleanest thing on the market that I have seen in a long time. Wonderful. Other than the food, is there anything else that you recommend people do to improve their brain health? Um, outside of food? Yes. Sleep. <laughs> Make sure you are sleeping. That's when your body, and I'm, I'm not a sleep expert, but you need to make sure you're going through all the cycles of sleep so that your brain can heal and do what it needs to do the next day. Yeah. Because like, yeah, if you're not getting enough rest, then your brain is going to be tired next day. It would not be able to focus and would not be able to perform well. So food goes hand in hand with sleep, which is also body body's need. What else? Um, exercise. Like if I tell people to, to, to focus on three things for mental health, it would be food, sleep, and exercise. And by exercise, you don't have to run a marathon, do some yoga, go for a walk. Anything to get your body moving is going to benefit you. That's wonderful. Yeah, those are pillars for not just brain health, but body health, heart health, everywhere. Those three pillars that count, just like, you know, the, the movement, the uh, sleep, the nutrition. And so be interesting to know how did you come about applying these things in your life and how did you make this change from the person who was having hard time and waking up foggy and having hard time to having energy lasting through the day. How did you make that change and what kind of difficulties you faced? Well, as, as a busy mom who owns her own business, it was about being realistic. What could I stay consistent with over time? Not just do this big, huge thing and then crash after a few weeks. So I actually started with something that a friend told me about. It was those um, daily plant food support through the Juice Plus company because it gave me a little more energy. I slept a little bit better and it was a catalyst to have more space to then move my body more. And then I was sleeping even better. And then I had more energy. To, so it was an upward spiral of health and vitality. And it was by just changing one thing at a time over time. And it wasn't overwhelming if you do it that way. Mm -hmm. And so other than taking those supplements and eating how much how much fruits and vegetables do you eat today? Well, when I'm paying attention, I do really try to get to that that nine to thirteen servings, but that's only really attainable if I'm having smoothies and I have a big giant salad with one of my meals and I'm making soups. It's very difficult to get nine to thirteen servings every single day. And so um, I would say on average, I'm between seven and ten servings every day, okay. And so what kind of difficulties you have faced in your journey? Oh my gosh. Well, if you're a mom out there, you know, there's <laughs> tons of difficulties that come with putting your children first and their needs first, and you tend to put yourself last. And so really, especially once we got past those early years, having conversations with my, with my, my spouse and having conversations with my kids saying, Hey, mommy's a human too. Like as a woman, I'm a human too. I have needs here are my needs. And if that means that we all have to work together um, to solve those needs, I think those are really important conversations to have. And 
when you're in those seasons where life is just hard, giving yourself permission to take care of yourself is one of the best things that you can do. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I ex experienced that a lot of times too. One of the things that I've seen is like when families start eating better together, it's easier. Mm -hmm. But it is really hard to convince um, your kids, your whole family to eat whole uh, plant-based food when they are not used to or they have been used to eating a different kind of food. So you get convinced you want to change, but everybody else is eating differently. So sometimes it's just too much work for uh, one person to kind of keep preparing for two, you know, two different foods. And sometimes, you know, one kid eats this thing, the other kid is eating this thing. So you're making two, three, four things, and that becomes a big obstacle for many people. How do you suggest people overcome that? Did you face that problem or um, your family was ideal and followed through yes, your we're recommendation? Perfect. We're perfect. No, um, I was lucky enough to start this journey when my kids were younger, so they don't really know any difference. However, they are still picky eater kids like most kids are. So I have two things that I recommend to people. One, change one thing at a time. I mean, you might be changing everything for yourself and that's fine, but for your family, just change one small thing at a time. Maybe move from white bread to whole wheat bread, or maybe move from um, extra cheese on anything to maybe let's try some guacamole or some hummus, you know, make little changes at a time. So that's my first thing. And number two, metabolic reprogramming is a real thing. If you can get the good guys in your gut to start craving healthier food, it almost tricks you into being like, oh, I do like fruits and vegetables. And those that daily plant support I talked about, the Juice Plus can actually help you do that. You're taking it in a chewable or a smoothie or a capsule form. And your good guys don't know the difference. They're eating it and you start to crave it more. So over time, you will your family will start craving healthier foods. Wonderful, wonderful. And if people want to get those um, advice or those products from you, how can they reach you? Yeah, there's my website, epicforcehealth.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is um, the healthiest scientist, or you can just type in my name, Jennifer Tamman, and you'll be able to find me. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and thank you so much for sharing a gift. Jennifer is going to share, uh, give the gift or certificate of meeting with her for a complimentary 45-minute session. Thank you. That and plus five tips for to feel better fast. Uh, that's a document that you would be able to get on our website by logging into the happyandhealthymind.com. Again, the website is happyandhealthymind.com. You can go over there, you can click the resources and you'll be able to get the gift from Jennifer and all the other guests that we get on this program. You'll be able to get all those resources. And if you are in US and you'd like us to send the text reminders and resource links, you can also text the word joyful to the number 38470. Again, the number is 38470 and you can text the word just joyful and you'd be able to get the link for resources and reminders for our program so before we end jennifer do you have any uh take-home message for our audience i think the take-home message would be to give yourself permission to make changes that are going to improve your life not just now but also for the future, because no matter how old you are, you can still add a lot of life to your years, even if you don't have a lot of years left. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And so let me leave you guys with my last message. 
every day is a new day is a new opportunity to make those small changes even if you make 1% change every day gradually it would become a big change and you'd be able to live your best life with hope health and happiness so let me ask you what is one thing you are going to choose to do today to make that one step change towards a better life on that note thank you so much for joining stay safe and healthy until next time dr rosina